0: In the first of a series of interviews and reports and recordings from the Ping Pong Literary Magazine Volume 2 Release Party at the Henry Miller Library in Big Sur, California, Catherine Petricelli interviews Maria Garcia Teuch.
1: I'm Maria Garcia Toich. I'm the editor in chief of Ping Pong Magazine out of the Henry Miller Library.
2: Is number two harder than number one? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it it I mean it's an arduous task to to publish a literary journal. It takes an enormous amount of work and and it seemed like the second one is it's a little bit longer than the first one, but it was just yeah, it was a lot of hard work. We changed the format because we wanted the art to be presented in a better format. So we made it an inch wider and then that created a little bit of extra time. So, yeah. It was but fun stuff, yeah.
2: So tell me what you're proudest of in this in this issue. I'm proudest of The Letters
1: from Sudan by Brandy Walker. Uh, she is an amazing human being who I met years ago in graduate school. She's since traveled the world, and then she now has just finished a double master's degree the specialization in conflict resolution particularly in war-torn areas so she was in Sudan last summer and she'll be a contributing editor and next week she's off to Pansy Hospital in the Congo which was featured in The Greatest Silence an HBO documentary to work with Dr. Mukwege for women who have been horribly victimized by the civil wars that have been going on there for a number of years So it's the only hospital of its kind, and it's helping women who have no other outlet. And she's going there strictly as a volunteer. So I'm very proud to publish her writing.
2: Now, is this a trend, do you think, in literary journals to have just sort of more of this political voice today?
1: Well, I mean, for us, you know, because we're from the Henry Miller Library, we we have kind of that as our gestalt. We have this political bent already because we are uh, advocates for free press. We're advocates for artists being able to express themselves freely. And also people hear the name of Henry Miller. And so we also it seems like people aren't afraid to submit work to us that they might otherwise feel would be censored in other journals. So I think you have a responsibility as a journal to, to vo- give voice, especially to those who are silenced in our society. And for us, that's incredibly important.
2: Tell me just a little bit about making art out of that. Because <laughs> lots of folks can write about the issues of the day. Mm-hmm. But to- maybe you can talk about these letters.
1: Well, I mean, for me, the art comes in just, you know, the the uh, human conflict and the human predicament and overcoming it and and how people do that with such grace. And that, to me, becomes the thing that ties us one to each other. So it's the thing that makes me, I'm not a great sculptor, but I can look at a a beautiful piece of sculpture and it can speak to me in the same way I think that suffering can. You know, beauty is truth and truth is beauty, said Keats. And so the truth is that women are being gang raped by AK-47s. And um, it's not beautiful, but... It, not talking about it is is also complicity. And so it, that it is kind of this human spirit that, that perseveres is beautiful. And it is the thing that makes people such as Brandy and Dr. Mukwege say, hey, well, you know, we need to be doing something here. And the greater world at large needs to be aware of that thing
2: and, and also
1: participate in, in creating change.
2: Well, switching gears back home here to Big Sur. Something that um, is not directly relevant, but is directly relevant to the journal and that we haven't really touched on yet, but we're from where we're sitting, <laughs> we can see the evidence of uh, the Basin Complex fire that uh, went through this forest and nearly took out this library, uh, along with a lot of other things and, and folks that did lose their homes, I believe 30-some homes went. Can you talk about sort of your feelings for the library (laughs) post-fire?
1: Well, I mean, for me, you know, I live in Santa Cruz. And for me, I was very much, uh, because the executive director here, Magnus Torin, and his wife, Mary Lou, are are some of my closest friends, and and Keely and Eric, who also work here. So I was basically on the edge of my seat the whole time, but I couldn't come down. I couldn't do anything. So it, it was just really, it's that fragility. Um, that exist and that thing of your one car wreck away from your whole life being changed or your one story or one poem away <clears throat> from your whole life being changed your one essay away from creating that change or one song away from creating that change and so you look out here where you and I are sitting and you see you know there's still smoldering logs uh over there you know that could uh, I mean, at this point, not, but in the uh, immediately thereafter, that could spark up and, and torch the library. So it's that it's almost like conceptual art. It's here and then it's gone in a, in a second, in a flash. And so it's just that kind of being present, mm-hmm. and and also the the journal is a kind of a way to to show the world what what we have here, you know, um what's been going on here that's this kind of secret, you know, this this amazing artistic community that exists here at the library and that fosters artists.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Kitty.